Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Studying? 
But you're all finished for college. Yes. You even got yourself a job. I have, Mama. But you have to keep up with the field. Well, if you ask me, you're falling behind the field. The real field of marriage. All right, Mama. It is not all right. These are your best childbearing years. I am talking about the dictates of nature. Tommy Holmes would marry you in a minute. So he's not a college graduate. But you start ruling fellows out for this, that, and the other, and you're going to wind up by your lonesome. And, Mama, women were not put on this earth just to bear children. A woman has a right to express herself, to have a career. So you've got a career. You're expressing yourself. Has it made you happy? It certainly has. Well, you don't look happy. You don't sound happy. I'm happy, believe me. Oh, you could have fooled me. I wasn't fooling anyone. And I was miserable and frustrated. And it wasn't because I didn't have what my mother would have referred to as a guy. No, no, it was something much deeper, far more complex. Finally, I made an appointment to see my boss, Mr. Arthur K. Williston himself. Yes, Miss McLean, won't you sit down, please? Sir, this morning I finished classifying a series of rock samples for Mr. Carraway. Last week I straightened out some files for Mr. Johnson. Last month I went over some stress tables for Mr. Bryan. I'm sure you did a good job, Miss McLean. None of it was the kind of work that requires a degree in civil engineering. I've been employed here for one full year, and I've not been given any assignment in keeping with my qualifications. I can appreciate your impatience, Miss McLean, but it's company policy to bring our young engineers along slowly. But I'm not being brought along at all. Harry Bennett was hired three months after I was. He's already been assigned to a field project. Well, the fact is, Miss McLean, Harry has shown unusual promise. I show some promise, too, if anyone would give me encouragement. Or even make me feel welcome. Miss McLean, if you have reason to suspect that anyone has ever discriminated against you in any way, you just come in here and tell me about it. Then let's start with you, sir. You and Harry Bennett are Harry and Arthur. You and I are Mr. Williston and Miss McLean. Oh, now, Miss McLean, you're reacting just like... Well, just like... Uh, uh-huh. Say it. A woman. And let's stop fencing... We know why I was hired. You had no choice. You do considerable work for the federal government. You're required to prove that you hire women as well as other minorities. I'm your token female engineer, will you tonight? Well, you've been truthful with me. Yes, I hired you because I had to. I knew it. And I'm being made to feel it. I want to offer you my apology. Is it possible that you actually believe a woman can't do a job as well as a man? It, it's a very complicated subject. But it's been demonstrated, proved so many times that women are equal to men. Why can't you accept it? Miss McLean, I am 67 years old. I was raised in another world. I was molded by, oh, I guess you could say, another culture. Right or wrong, I can't help what I am. But why? Can't you tell me the basis for this belief of yours? I suppose that deep down inside, I'm convinced that a woman does not have the stability for our kind of work. I believe that she likes the 
the essential practicality. I feel that under stress she will substitute subjective judgment for scientific principle. You actually believe that? I'm sorry, but you ask me.
Come in here. Did you hear? I heard. He called me Margaret. So, finally, you're one of the boys. This is why I became an engineer. So I could travel and build things and save things. Venice, just think. Venice, Margaret, don't go. I'm getting the chance of a lifetime. You could also be losing the chance of a lifetime. I don't understand. Margaret, please listen. Face facts. Right now, at this minute, Tommy Holmes is crazy about you. I cannot take Tommy Holmes seriously. You have to take any man who wants to marry you seriously. Don't scare Tommy Holmes away. Scare him? Oh, you scare him enough as it is with your education. But if you go to Europe, and if you're successful, it'll be too much for him. Do you realize what you're saying? Yeah. I am talking about the way the world is, not the way you'd like it to be, or even the way it ought to be. Don't leave. Don't give him a chance to meet somebody else. I don't care. You don't care now. In ten years, you'll sing another tune. What do you have? Oh, please. I, I don't know what this song and dance is all about. I mean, the city of Venice sinking under the sea. Venice is a lagoon. From a geological standpoint, it's entirely possible. Well, if it's gonna go, it's gonna go. You can't stop it. I'd better get to bed early. I know you feel flattered, but your whole life is on the line here. Tommy Holmes is a nice guy. Now, he makes a good living. And and you can help him go places. Yes, but he can't help me go places. Oh, it's in one ear and out the other. So let's not discuss it any longer. Okay, don't discuss it. But think about it from every angle. What do you really want out of life? What's best for you? Just promise me. You'll think about it. On the surface, there doesn't seem to be very much to think about, does there? But obviously, we are dealing with currents that run very deep beneath the surface, which is altogether apropos. Because our basic story is concerned with the currents that may sweep an entire city from the surface of the earth. High tides are due in Act Two in just a few minutes. Roll on, thou deep and dark blue ocean, roll. Ten thousand fleets sweep over thee in vain. Man marks the earth with ruin. His control stops with the shore. Lord Byron says it well, but somewhat inaccurately. Where the ocean is concerned, man controls nothing at all. Not even the shore, as we shall see. The story is being told by Margaret Alice McLean. so clearly, even though it's more than 50 years ago, I was sent to Venice to see if I could save Venice. Stay home and get married and save yourself, my mother said. But why stay home and marry dull Tommy Holmes when I could save Venice? Representing our client in Venice was Signor Antonio Donatelli. Oh, 
I see. You are M.A. McLean. How do you do, Senor Donatelli? Oh, no, no, Antonio. A better Tony. And uh, the M in your name signifies... Uh, uh, Margaret. Uh, Margaret. <laughs> Margarita. Uh, charming. Uh, shall we go to lunch? Lunch? Well, it's almost 12 o'clock. But there's so much work. No, no, in Italy from 12 to 3, there is no work. But there is lunch, there is enjoyment, there is music. Come. He was handsome, distinguished-looking, about 40. He took me to the most charming cafe in St. Mark's Square. A string ensemble was playing a waltz. The sky was a brilliant blue. And all about me there was color, gaiety, excitement. Could it be that this city was going to disappear? I wanted to talk business. He wanted to talk about my eyes. Finally, I decided to say what had to be said. Ah, but you must not call me, sir. It places our relationship on uh, where such a form of business like this. Uh, which is exactly where it belongs. If I were a man, we wouldn't be indulging in this nonsense. You'd be telling me facts and figures. <laughs> but you are not a man. I'm an engineer. Uh, the most charming engineer I've ever met. Uh, please, don't make it difficult for me to do my job. But it is you who makes it difficult for me to do mine. Um, I'm, I'm engaged to be married. I do, but these things need not be taken too seriously. Now, getting down to business. Uh, you are a woman with a one-track mind. To begin, why is Venice drowning? Well, simple. The sea is rising, the land is sinking. How is this verified? Well, since the beginning of the century, the city has sunk by, uh, well, by more than seven inches. There is a foot and a half more water here at high tide. Of course. Mm-hmm. With the greater melting of the polar regions, water levels are rising all over the world. Now, this evening I know a most fascinating place for dinner. Uh, this evening I shall have a tray sent up to my room. But, carissima, this is hardly civilized. Now, besides, I have a better idea. I shall take you for a ride in a gondola. Signor Donatelli, this is a business trip. And so is a ride in a gondola down the Grand Canal. Please, permit me to prove it. Such a beautiful evening. Getting down to business. Uh, so, we must move closer to shore. It has always been in danger of being overwhelmed by water or, or by war. 
of our disease. And Venice has always survived. I must say you take a very relaxed attitude. But your city has to be saved. Will it help save it if I miss my game? so they dredge the harbor deeper and deeper. Which means the seawater rushes in without encountering very much resistance. Exactly. I can't tell you how pleased I am. Thank you, Arthur. I think I can come up with some recommendations by the end of the week. Well, I think I'd better start developing a taste for crow because it looks as if I'll have to eat some. Goodbye, Margaret. Goodbye, Arthur. Premise. They won't go for it. I, uh, 
I was hoping that you could come up with something creative. What I'm suggesting is the only thing that makes sense. It doesn't make sense if the client won't buy it. And so there I was, shot down. Did I detect a tone in his voice? I couldn't tell. But what was I going to do? I had suggested that we solve the problem by using sound-tested engineering principles. There was no other way. Had my mother been right, had he sent me there to fail? I went out into the night. I walked in St. Mark's Square before the Duomo. I could see puddles of water around the basilica. Another high tide had left its mark. But what was I going to do? What could I possibly suggest? What could anyone possibly suggest? A shrine. I... I beg your pardon. You asked a question. I gave you an answer. Oh, I, I must have been talking out loud. You weren't. But that's beside the point. A shrine? The city is filled with shrines. Yes. But none of them are dedicated to me. Oh. Who are you? Who do I look like? I couldn't say. Oh, oh, I forgot. You're used to seeing me without any clothes. I beg your pardon. And you've been trained to visualize me without any arms. Who are you? I've been trying to tell you. I'm Venus. Venus? Venus. Demilo. Or Melos. I don't understand. That's true. You have very little understanding of me. You've had very little to do with me. But what, what are you trying to tell me? What, what do you want from me? For one thing, I want your help. Oh, how could I help you if you are a goddess? I am not a goddess anymore. But you just said you were Venus. Well, it's simple as this. You're only the goddess if you're in business. Business? Well, you have to have those great shrines. All along here, I'm going back a couple of thousand years, there used to be all those shrines to me. You know why? No. No. Well, the original people who came here to live were running away from powerful enemies. So I created this lagoon for them. <laughs> how they thanked me. But you know how people are. The years go by, they forget. But don't interrupt. I'm a goddess. <laughs> but as I said, people only want to know what you did for them lately. And so I've been forgotten. Well, I don't like to be trifled with. I have a brother. His name is Neptune. Is Neptune mm -hmm. God of the sea. When these citizens here were giving me my due, I asked them to be gentle with them. When they forgot what they owed me, I said, do your worst. And he's just beginning to. Well, what... What do you want me to do? Well, isn't it obvious? No. I'm going to make you a heroine. Oh? How? You are going to be the one who will come up with the plan to save the city of Venice. Now, this is 
what we've been waiting for. But who is this lady who calls herself Venus? Is it possible that she could actually be the goddess herself? But hold on. It's by no means certain that such a goddess, or any goddess for that matter, actually existed. Well, the answer isn't too far off. Just a few minutes away in Act 3. everything. That is, according to an ancient Greek historian. But, in all truth, who commands the sea? Who can instruct her waves and currents to come and go? Who can even understand, much less order, her inexorable movement? Fifty years ago, Margaret Alice McLean tried to, but let her tell it. I was going mad. Was I imagining this talk with a woman who called herself Venus? I looked at her closely. She was tall, and the, the only word that could describe it would be splendid, splendid proportions. And she knew everything, even things that were in the secret recesses of my mind. You are trying to devise a plan to save the city of Venice. My city. Yes, but it cannot be saved unless I agree to it. You see, saving it is a very simple matter to an engineer. But people are contrary. They won't listen to common sense. In effect, they refuse to save themselves. So, that's where we come in. But how? Build me a shrine. A shrine, like yes, like the magnificent edifices you see all about you. I want mine, but you know, I'm entitled to it. And at a word from me, my brother Neptune will make the waters around here behave. But what can I do about this? Suggest it. Suggest it. You will ask to come up with a plan. I can't suggest that. Why not? You're an engineer. People will have to respect your judgment. It's impossible. If I were to mention a thing like that to my boss... Yes? Uh, you wouldn't understand. I would. Well, you'll think about it. You'll see that I'm right. And then, suddenly, she was gone. I don't know where she went or how. She simply vanished into the night. Had I dreamed this whole encounter? Build a shrine to Venus. How could I even make such a suggestion to Arthur Williston? But as the days went on, I couldn't come up with any other. And Mr. Williston was getting quite restless. Margaret, how are we doing? I'm going to try to open up a new direction. I was hoping by this time we might be in a development. Uh, we will be. I, I know it. Soon. All right. Keep in close touch. I, I will, Arthur. Uh, goodbye, Arthur. I was failing. I wasn't meeting the test. And I felt a surge of resentment. I had suggested a rational course of action. What else could be done? 
How would any of the men in the office have handled it better? Impossible. How, how did you get in here? I've always been in here. I, I don't understand that, but I'll let it go. He turned you down again, didn't he? I gave him the only workable plan there is. That isn't true. It doesn't matter what you do here. One word from me, and Neptune pulls the plug, and the place is down the drain. I gave you the only workable plan there is. A shrine to you. That's right. That's all it takes. All I have to do is suggest something like that. All you have to do is believe it. How can I believe it? Let's go for a walk. Now it's late. Along the canal. I'll show you something. What? I have just spoken with my brother Neptune. Come. See what he's doing. Suddenly we were outside. It was a dark night, but as we walked along the edge of the Grand Canal, I could see. I could see something was happening. The water. The level of the water is sinking. It is, see? How all those submerged steps are being uncovered. Steps that have been underwater for years. See the moss? Here. At the landings, the stone landings at the bottom of the steps, where the boats would come, it's impossible. No one has seen those landings or stood on those landings within recent memory. It's it's true. What you're showing me is true. I told you. And this is where the watermark shall be, provided. Yes, I've already told you. A shrine. But I can't suggest a thing like that and be taken seriously. I couldn't suggest it before because you didn't believe it. But you believe it now, don't you? Yes. But how can I tell you? Trust me. I'll put words in your mouth. Will they? Will they believe me? Don't worry. You're one of my very own people. No matter what happens. But I phoned Mr. Williston and told him I had the plan. He was so excited, he said he would take the next plane to Venice. And he did. We met, and he listened. He heard me out, and he didn't say a word. When I was finished... This is what you suggest we offer our client, Miss McLean? Yes, sir. A shrine in the form of a classic Roman temple to the goddess Venus. Yes, Arthur. She will then look kindly on the city and prevail on her brother Neptune to control the waters. Yes. Well, Miss McLean, I recall we had a conversation in my office some time back. At that time, you asked me to explain my prejudice against female engineers, and I said that under stress... They would substitute subjective judgment for scientific principle. Unfortunately, I have been proved correct. How can you say that? You tell me that natural disasters can be created or averted by fickle gods or goddesses? 
And that is supposed to be scientific analysis? Why not? Why isn't it as plausible an explanation as any other? Look about you, Arthur. Why have we so many earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, tidal waves, uh, windstorms? Mrs. McLean, it is obvious to me that you are not now, you have never been, nor shall you ever be, a civil engineer. Therefore, you intend to fire me? No. I would like to offer you another job. Doing what? Not doing. Being. Being my wife. Darling, Miss McLean, will you marry me? What could I say? Nothing. I ran out of there as quickly as I could. He was obviously mad. I went directly to the office of Signor Antonio Donatelli. After all, he represented the client. Perhaps somehow I could convince him. Uh, shrine? Yes. Of Venus? Yes. I told you why. The ancient goddess of Venus. The ancient benefactress. I know you want proof. <laughs> well... Then listen. The other night, we walked along the canal, and suddenly, the water went down. Down? Steps and landings that had been submerged were suddenly revealed. They were? You don't believe it? <laughs> Carissima, that was a sudden ebb tide. What? Well, they come. Occasionally. Rarely. But the water will run out. For just a little while, and then return to rise even higher than ever. Why is it so hard for you to believe me? Believe you? <laughs> Why is that important? I wish to do more than merely believe you. I want to love you. Uh, listen, this is important. Nothing is more important than love. I want to save Venice from drowning. What does it matter to me, Carissima, when I am drowning? Drowning in a sea of despair. Because my beloved Margarita is so cold to me. I tell you, the answer is simple. Of course. Marry me. What could be more simple? They were mad. Both of them. Well, with or without them, I was determined to fight for what I believed in. I went to the newspapers, the broadcasting stations. I spoke before all kinds of civic organizations. At worst... They laughed at me. At best, they were proud. But no one believed. And the more opposition I ran into, the more determined I was to fight. I began to make a nuisance of myself. It happens to all zealots, and that's what I had become. Margaret? Oh, it's you, Tommy. I, I don't have time to talk to you anymore. I, I'm going out. Don't. Don't what? Well... Don't take this the wrong way, but don't go somewhere and make a fool of yourself again. No, see here, Tommy Holmes. No, I don't mind. <laughs> that's because I love you. Oh, that's enough of that. No, there'll never be enough of that. I, I don't mind that people laugh at you thinking you're a kook. I mean, I, I want to marry you anyway. But what I'm proposing isn't crazy. It is, but I don't care. I love you in spite of it. Or maybe because of it. But Venus... Oh, what's the use? Hello, Margaret. Um, it's you. At your service. Service? What can you do for me? I told you. I'm taking care of you. Mm, thanks. You made me lose my job. You made me a laughing stock. I also made everyone fall in love with you. Tommy Holmes. 
He was always in love with girls. That was a schoolboy crush. And Tony Donatelli? He made automatic passes of anything in a skirt. Ah, uh, but you're the only one he wants to marry. <laughs> An old bachelor, Arthur Williston. He loves you with an old man's passion. Marry him first. First? Well, you're going to marry all three of them. What? Three happy but different marriages. Until the day you die, men will always fall in love with you. But why? I told you. You're one of my people. But Venice... I'm sorry about Venice. It can't be saved. That's the way it has to be. When will it be? One of these years. All this happened more than half a century ago. And sometimes I wonder, was it all a dream? And then I remember her and the things she does for me. For instance, right now, on this flight, listen. that we call the world. 
Our cast included Kim Hunter, Carol Titel, Mandel Kramer, and Lloyd Batista. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Do you suppose when Mike and Jim were sharing that room in the hospital, when they had their operations recuperating, do you suppose they cooked this up between them and they're, they're just playing some kind of a game? No. No, I don't think so. And these black and blue marks on my neck don't think so either. Oh, of course not. Don't love me. But the numbers racket could be a game. Me, K44K, four, four, K, U, Z, X, Y, 7, 7. But to attack you like that, Janet, it ain't funny. If you ask me, I'd try to get Jim somewhere for observation. And if he won't go, you ought to think about moving out. I have, in a way. I've moved to another room. Made it my bedroom. I've hidden his gun. And every night I lock my door. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.